welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're going to hear from both students and experts as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. In this episode, we're talking about sustainability, one of the biggest growth areas for accountants today. Joining me is Richard Barker, Professor of Accounting at Oxford University, a member of the Financial Advisory Board, and most importantly for us, an expert in sustainability and the key role accountants could play. Richard, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Good to be here. Richard, this is a topic that I think uh, a lot of our audience will have heard of for sure, but there may be a certain amount of confusion as to exactly what it is and how it works. What I'd just like to do is just start with a little bit more on your background, but perhaps why you think that sustainability is so important that you've devoted a substantial part of your career towards it. Well, firstly, something about what sustainability is, I guess, would be helpful. Um, because you're absolutely right, there is a lot of confusion out there. It does mean different things to different people. And yet there is some sort of awareness that it that it matters, you know, that people need to be thinking about it. So, so just to say something about what it is, I think in the broadest sense, it is anything that relates to the sustainability development goals, right? Anything that relates to a sustainable society. So this is not just environmental sustainability in the sort of obvious senses of climate change and also as it relates to things like the the use of natural resources and the use of water and deforestation and biodiversity and all those kinds of environmental things it also includes what's desirable from a a society in terms of social factors like income inequality uh, uh, inclusion in, in 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 economic life human rights, uh, working conditions, education, and, and so on, access to healthcare. So sustainability is, is in a sense, a broad catch-all term for things that are, are, are desirable in a, in, a, in a future society, the kind of society we want to be. Now, sustainability also has a narrower meaning in accounting in the sense that it refers to the sustainability of profits, the sustainability of the economic performance of a business. And so, you know, a, a, a going concern, a thriving, successful business is a sustainable one. And those two different framings of sustainability are closely related and increasingly closely related. So if you're an oil and gas company, you don't have a sustainable economic future by continuing to sell oil and gas because the demands that are placed on the planet by global warming are in themselves unsustainable, right? So the constraints yeah. of the natural world make the economics unsustainable. So it, it is, uh, so that's a bit of a broad overview, but there is quite a bit to the subject, I think. And, and your interest in it, sort of, you know, accounts is a wide career, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's lots of things that you could have done and you pushed into sustainability. Yes. So there's a combination of factors there. One is, if you want to work on something in your career that matters, it's difficult to think of anything more important than yeah. uh, not least the existential threat of climate change and the equally important threat of of biodiversity loss and, and destruction of the natural world, which doesn't get quite as much attention in the headlines, but but ought to. So, you know, those are the real problems facing society, as it were, in my mind. Associated problems of 
one might call it social capital, problems of, of income inequality and, and poverty and so on, those are closely related as well in, in my mind. So there's a kind of, there's a, there's a personal motivation of, of wanting to do something worthwhile. In addition, uh, it just so, so happens, and this is where the sort of the link to accounting, you know, it just so happens that there's a really important role for accountants to play in this space. And so having a sort of background and training in accounting actually is incredibly important because you know, if you think about accountants as uh, monitoring and understanding the performance of a, of a business, well, it, its environmental and social impact is, is one aspect of business performance, which previously didn't get all that much attention. You know, the financial performance got all the attention, but actually the way of thinking about it is not so different from the way of thinking about financial performance. So, so it's it's a good domain to bring together things that matter, working on something that matters, and having a technical skill set to to do it. Yeah, and I think that's um, an important modern message, isn't it? That what's what's wrong with having a a skill set and a job that that provides you, I suppose, with a long career, and at the same time um, doing it in an area that matters. And and I suppose to a certain extent, finance is is an area that's had a bad press to a certain extent mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, we're the bad guys, you know, we're the guys that take all the fun out of business. We're the guys that bring people's attention to the things that matter. And I think that's, that's one of the important messages from this wider context of sustainability. And, and the reason we wanted to talk to you is to sort of inspire some of the listeners, some of the audience to sort of think about their career, not in terms of, you know, the simple metrics around producing financial guidance but also being a key influencer in the business and being a key influencer is a personal skill but financial statements and the broader corporate statements can do the talking for them to a certain extent i think that's right and 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 they're not going away right yeah. so financial statements have always been will always be a, a core part of performance measurement in an organization because the financial statements represent the, uh, the, the, the flows of resource, right? You know, if, you're, yeah. if you're financially sustainable, it means that you have, ultimately it means you have sufficient uh, incoming resource to cover your, the, your needs for outgoing resource. It means that you can continue to operate. So, <clears throat> so financial sustainability is critical to any organization, no matter what it does. You know, whether it's a charity for that matter, you know, as, as opposed to a, an investment bank or something. So the financial performance will always be critical. Moreover, an, a, a company's ability to adapt to a more sustainable future cannot be separated from its financial yeah. performance. You know, so if you have a, a business model where you're going to lose your customers, I suppose you, you, you make diesel cars and that's all you make, yeah. right? then you're going to lose your customers. And, and so you, adapting to a sustainable future is, is, is part and parcel of thinking about financial performance. If you're an airline, well, currently there is no alternative to burning a lot of carbon to fly a plane, right? So there you have a different type of challenge in reconciling the ongoing financial sustainability of the business with its, its climate performance. But you can't you can't separate the, the the resources the company has from from its ability to adapt to a sustainable future. That's the point. Yeah, I was taken as part of preparation for talking to you. I was taken by a, a lovely quote from something that you wrote back in 2017, because I was trying to get my 
One of the criticisms, I think, is this idea that, that it's all a little bit fragmented. So a lot of students who will be listening to this at their final levels will be mm -hmm. studying things like integrated reporting, global reporting, sustainability development goals, and they'll see them separate from the financial side. So it's yes. almost like, oh, guess what? This is the this is just the, the wordy stuff that sits around the sort of the hard notes financial reporting. Yeah. But just to quote you, you... Um, I'd love to know what you, I said. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was really interesting. It says financial accounting is not broken, just incomplete. And I thought that that was, uh, it was from an article in, in 2017 that I was reading the other day. And, and the idea that, that your, your thoughts around this, or the, the thoughts as well, the broader thoughts, is not about sort of producing a brand new framework that will sit alongside that there is a there is an ambition to be able to to bring some sustainability aspects within the sort of financial reporting framework itself yeah so this is this is really important actually the you, know, you can't run a business using financial statements right financial mm -hmm. statements tell you how well you have performed they're they're historical they tell you how much revenue you generated from your customers in the last accounting period and how much it cost you to employ your employees in the last accounting period. And it tells you what claims you have as assets now and what obligations you have as liabilities now. What it doesn't tell you is about the future. It also doesn't tell, give you a complete picture of now, right? So if a company has a, a building then it's pretty straightforward to represent the, a claim on that building in the accounts now as an asset. If a company has intellectual property or organizational know-how uh, or something along those lines, then either those things, in the case of intellectual property, it may be that you, you, you own the resource, but you just can't measure what it's worth. A brand will be similar, right? Mm. So those things end up not being in the accounts. Um, so either you can't measure them, or if you've got great people in your organization, then you don't own those people. They don't count as assets in the balance sheet anyway, right? So yeah. increasingly in a world where we generate value from intangible assets, from people, from knowledge creation and so on, the accounts just don't do a particularly good job of capturing the value of a company. That doesn't mean they're broken. It means they are limited in what they are able to do. There's only so much that you can measure. So we've always had this problem. The yes. problem is getting bigger. And when you think about sustainability, the problem takes on a different shape, right? So if you are, uh, and I'm going to keep going back to oil and gas companies because they're the obvious example, but not the only one. If you are an oil and gas company, how much money you made over the past 20 years by extracting and, and selling off fossil fuels is not relevant particularly to how much money you will make 20 years from now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that financial accounting is broken in the sense that it fails to measure reliably how much profit you made from selling oil and gas. But it is incomplete because if you're an investor in an oil and gas company, that's not what you want to know. What you want to know is how are you going to become a renewable energy company? Yes. And that's a different type of information. Yeah, and yeah, I just I just thought that that sort of captured the the whole ethos of this. I, I think it's this separation is almost it's a different subject, and also the the difficulty in measurement often 
yeah, the, and I think you touched on it then around the sort of intangibles, isn't it? And, and that measurement thing is really important. So, you know, you made the point that accountants, and especially if you're training as an accountant, you think, okay, I'm learning how to do how to do measurement, right? I'm, I'm going to learn all the various techniques that allow me to do all the, measure all the stuff that matters, as it were. And so all this sort of narrative stuff around sustainability reporting does sort of seem a bit fluffy and on the side and so on. Actually, financial performance measurement is comprised of both measurable and fluffy, <laughs> right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. You, know, you can measure the value of a building. The value of your brand is fluffy and you can't measure it, but it's financial. The same is true of sustainability. So carbon emissions, you can measure reliably. There's nothing fluffy mm. about those, right? And the techniques to measure them, the, the techniques to audit them and give reassurance about them are very similar to underlying accounting techniques. In contrast, disclosure about how my business model will change over the next 30 years in response to climate change, that's fluffy, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. both verifiable and quantitative information and fluffy information in both financial accounting and sustainability yeah. reporting. Yeah. I think part of the challenge, Richard, is, is perhaps somebody's already hijacked the word sustainability. And then when, when people hear it, they they immediately sort of disassociate themselves with that and don't necessarily see to see that something because that they you know I, I work in finance sustainability is not is not my my responsibility now we'll we'll have quite a few people listening to this who are at sort of early age of their careers some obviously will be qualified some will be sort of transitioning through to qualification so I just curious if you were dare I say the terrible question of you know your 25 year old self again what would you be saying to these guys now what can they do they're just you know just working organizations they're not key decision makers perhaps what sort of things can they do yeah so the the, the notion of sustainability as we've we've talked about it does take some socializing as it were you know it requires people to to think about to engage with to embed it in business decisions and so on i think over time we'll probably stop talking about sustainability because over time it will just be mainstream business so uh, a good example of this uh, is bp bp until really very recently described its business as you know we're an oil and gas company but we're very mindful that there's climate change going on and therefore we seek to operate responsibly and, mm -hmm. and our energy efficiency in our operations is a little bit better this year than it was last year, that kind of thing. BP's mission statement now is we aim to contribute to a net zero carbon economy, right? Yes. In other words, we aim to put ourselves out of business in our existing, in 99% of our existing business and we aim to replace that with a renewable energy business. Now, that's a dramatically different strategic statement. And all of a sudden, it's not about sustainability. It's about the core business of BP. And so I think over time, people will stop talking sustainability. They'll just talk about this is, the, this is what business is about. And so the role of, as it were, the new generation coming in is to facilitate that transition, it seems to me. Mm. So you know, the older you are, the more established you are and, and so on 
the less likely it is that you get this. Yeah. And the less likely it is that you feel an urgency to do something about it. So the the, the real challenge is to is to increase awareness and to increasingly, as I see it, frame the need to think about sustainability from a business case perspective and persuade so persuade people who have always thought about financial business cases to recognize just as bp has done to recognize you can no longer do that without thinking about sustainability so i, I keep going back to climate because it's the it's the most obvious example and if you can get traction with climate you can get traction with other issues as well so if you take climate and you look at the rate of growth of, of carbon emissions uh, for over uh, over the past few decades, which is a pretty st staggering rate of growth. And then you look at the rate of decline in carbon emissions that is consistent with the Paris target. And then you register the fact that it's actually a legal requirement in the UK to meet the Paris target, right, to get yeah, to yeah, net yeah. zero. Then you start to say, well, we've got to do something about this. We can't carry on not thinking about this. You know, there is, it's no longer the case that there is no relationship between carbon emissions that we don't have to pay for and making a profit in the company. The two things become connected. So the, the, that's the, the, the easiest case to make, I think, but you can, you can also make cases about other broader aspects of, of, of license to operate for a company. And I think the the new generation, as it were, are going to be the strongest spokespeople to make those cases. I also think that this is not going away, right? Yeah. So the importance of these issues will grow over time. If you think about the, the audit profession, it's overwhelmingly focused on financial audit. Yes. By the time people who are currently training are, are mid-career and late-career, that will have changed dramatically. And so the, the, the growth opportunity, the career opportunity around sustainability audit and sustainability reporting is far greater than the career opportunity in, in, the, in the core sort of financial audit space. And so the sooner you get into that space and become the expert in it, the, the, the greater your career prospects will be. I think the, the idea of just on a, a personal level for, mm. you know, for the, this, this next generation, it's not going away. The skill set is i wouldn't say eroding but certainly there's a, there's an element of what people have done well in the past is not going to sustain them in yes. the future yeah. this is an area just on a personal level that you could shape a career around yes. that's right you know. and, and to give you another illustration of that the, the you know the financial reporting model is one that is based upon reporting for the legal entity or the group of companies and so, you know, you're reporting on what you can, what you directly control as a business. The sustainability reporting model is much more focused on reporting throughout your value chain. Yes. So you're reporting on uh, social and environmental factors in companies that are maybe third tier suppliers or something. So extracting that information auditing that information, providing reassurance on that information is a quite new skill set, actually. Now, in the nature of these things, if you get into that space early, bearing in mind that people who are further in their careers, well, they're kind of, they're beyond worrying about that stuff. They've already got their, the basis of their paycheck sorted out, right? But early in your career, if you can move into that space and become the expert in that space, 
it doesn't take much for you to know more than most people around you. Yes. Once you get into that position, you accelerate more quickly. So you're getting into a, a growth space early. So identifying where sustainability reporting differs from financial reporting and, and financial accounting and focusing your, your career placements and your learning and so on in those areas is a pretty smart move right now, I would say. Yeah. So it's and, and and I think the the other direction. So on a personal level, it's it's a good thing. But but on a corporate level, on a personal level, given the choice between explaining to your grandkids, you know, I, I did financial audits for an insurance company, or or I worked on uh, in a deforestation and corporate yeah, accountability. Yeah. Which would you rather do? Yeah. Not, nothing against insurance companies, you see. <laughs> One is more appealing than the other, I would say. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the idea that I think if if you know, if, if people can hang the, the there's a personal, there's a career ambition and there's a human ambition, but Absolutely. equally there's this other side that there's, there's a commercial imperative, you know, that, that if companies want to be around sort of 20, 30 years from now, helping contribute towards setting up the correct information for, for people to make good decisions around these sort of things is important. And I, I always love the idea as a, as a, you know, a crusty old, qualified accountant sitting there sort of going, well, what did you learn today? There's this, there's this beautiful yeah. thing that say, you have no idea what's coming next. Yes. I mean, you have no idea, you know, when you did it, it was just double entry bookkeeping and you were putting numbers in boxes. Yeah. Now what we've got is we've yeah. got, we've got a role to play in a broader yeah. role to play in society. I'd add something else there as well, which is the, the double entry in boxes stuff. That's a fairly self-contained, you know, you're a financial accountant, you're in your own world, right? You could be, in an office and, and you're part of a, a large multinational corporation, you don't really need to know, need to know what's going on out there because you can, you can put things on the balance sheet because that's your technique, right? In the sustainability space, it's much more interdisciplinary and, and nobody has all the answers, right? It's a, if you have a first degree in uh, geography or biology or any form of, of science or public policy, or you can use those skills, right? So it's not that you're sort of parking those and, and they're never going to be useful to you again. You can combine them with your, your accounting training because you need to understand that stuff and be engaged with the business in order to be able to do, the, to do sustainability reporting well. So yeah, it's a more, it's a more stimulating environment. It means you can have conversations with non-accountants as well. They'll find you interesting. Steady. All right, Richard, we, we, we're coming. I think we're coming to the end. We're getting carried uh, away. I, I, get we it. get it. No, no, no. I think it's great. It, I, I sort of said that when we, I try and summarise it, but it's, it's such a wide-reaching topic. But let me just try and give it three prongs around what we've just said. So sustainability in the finance world is is not just it's not just a, a word that associates with the, the the green initiatives. It's good for your career. It's it's good for the organisation. And hey, you know, guess what? You might end up being a good human being at, at the same time. Is is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Have you, is there any sort of key message or point that you'd like to to make overall? I think uh, that was a really nice summary, Stuart. I think I'd just say one more thing, which is. If you think about the economy as a whole, you know, society, society as a whole, we will be better off, uh, future generations will be better off if we are able to make a transition to a sustainable way of living in the future. So in other words, if society is better off in the future by operating sustainably, there is an economic case, there is a business case mm. for sustainability, right? This is not 
it's an expensive thing to do and, and a sort of we can't afford to do it. It's collectively, there is no question we are better off in a sustainable world than, you know, if you get to sort of three degrees global warming or whatever, the financial fallout will be horrendous, right? Mm. So mm. fundamentally, there is a business case. Now, that doesn't mean there is a business case for business as it currently exists. So, so businesses that currently depend upon um, fossil fuel, on deforestation, on excess water use, and make money from doing those things, those are the established businesses and therefore the loud voices. You don't have a voice of future businesses that haven't yet been created, right? Yeah. So you could be forgiven for, for listening to sort of the corporate world and thinking, well, there isn't really a business case for this, it's expensive. Whereas actually the opposite is the case. And, and so if you, if you build your career based upon actually the underlying economics of this makes sense, and that's your mindset, as it were, then that will serve you well. Okay, that's brilliant. Richard, where, where can people, if they want to find out a little bit more about sustainability, have you got any recommendations, books, websites? There's numerous good, good sort of books and references. The first one that comes to mind would be uh, Donut Economics. Um, I'm not sure if you've come across that. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big seller, and it basically... It, it, it has a more of a macro uh, sort of an economic perspective than an accounting perspective, but basically it, it, it sets the economic objectives of society against um, the constraints of the natural world and what we're actually able to do um, and the aspirations of, of uh, a sort of socially just world as well. Um, so it's, it's a good way of thinking about it. It's very accessible. It's a Penguin book and it's a good way of, of, of framing all of these issues. Richard, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for asking me. Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.